Welcome back to Invest to Grow. I'm your host, Andrew Kraft. And for today's episode, a few points I want to hit are we're going to talk about brokerages, shorting and the Wall Street bets, and options trading. I would just like to remind everyone to not take anything I say in this podcast solely as financial advice and do not base any of your financial decisions off of what you hear in this podcast. All right, I wanted to start out this episode by going over what the best brokerages, why to use brokerages, and what brokerages are. So a brokerage, uh, specifically a brokerage account, is pretty much the account that you use to buy and sell stocks, ETFs, any kind of equity that you can trade. And uh, some examples of that, Robinhood is probably the most popular brokerage, which we'll go over, Fidelity, Schwab, E-Trade, they're all relatively similar now and all very popular but the the brokerage that gets the most attention I would say is Robinhood and I would urge any new investor to stay away from Robinhood back in 2013 when their company was starting out they really were the best brokerage all trades were free and that was a highlight for many people but free trades has pretty much become commonplace at any brokerage now and just so there's nothing about them really stands out anymore, not to mention their terrible customer service, uh, their stock quotes are delayed. And most importantly for me, the main reason why I did not choose Robinhood was they use payment for order flow. So to make, to make money off of investors, they don't give you the lowest stock price. They find one that's a little bit higher and then they keep the difference between the lowest stock price. So overall, I would stay away from Robinhood as much as you can. I really don't think it's a great brokerage. Um, next up, Fidelity. I personally use Fidelity. Uh, it has free trades, no commission, um, amazing customer service, amazing research tools. If you're new to investing, they can really help you learn it. You can trade stocks, bonds, ETFs. Only problem with it is you can't trade crypto, Forex, or NFTs, although you can link a Coinbase account, which is where you trade crypto. Uh, Schwab and E-Trade are all pretty much the same as Fidelity. There's no real differences in them. And then, like I mentioned earlier, Coinbase, it's not necessarily a stock brokerage, but it is a crypto wallet. So you can trade your crypto if you're if you would like to get into crypto, which I'll talk about in the later episode. I would recommend using Coinbase. Uh, it can link to your Fidelity account. The only problems with the uh, Coinbase is there's fees at the purchase and sale, and those fees are not always disclosed before you make the trade. So that was a quick overview of a lot of the different brokerages that are out right now. And after the short break, we will move into short squeezes, shorting, and Wall Street bets. So early 2020, um, the, there was a group called Wall Street Bets, and they made national global headlines. Um, you've, all of my listeners, you've all probably heard about it. The GameStop stock and the AMC stock went absolutely crazy. And that was in fault to a short squeeze. And to understand a short squeeze, you need to understand the idea of shorting in general. So I'm going to start out with just going over what shorting is. 
the main idea is it's a way to make money when the stock price falls. So if I say I were to short a stock, I think it's going to go down in the future. I would borrow shares from my broker and sell them immediately for the high price. And after hopefully the stock falls, I would buy back the shares at a lower price and return them to my broker that loaned them. And I get to keep the difference between the price that I sold and bought them back at. But I would say shorting is a really risky investment. You need to be wary of it because if the stock does go up, your broker still needs those shares back in a certain amount of time, and you may have to buy them at a higher price than you borrowed them for. And you just you can potentially lose unlimited amounts of money. So what happened with the short squeezes, specifically with GameStop and um, AMC, was this organization called Wall Street Bets. It's kind of a group on Reddit, not very formal. It's a bunch of investors like you and me, anyone who has a brokerage account. Um, they saw that GameStop was really not going to be a profitable company in the future. Having a brick-and-mortar game store doesn't really make sense in the long run anymore. That's, there's not really a business for that. So lots of big-time investors were shorting GameStop. Um, I think it was something like, it was above 70% of GameStop's outstanding shares were shorted, which is just absolutely ridiculous. And these Wall Street Bets groups saw it, and they decided they were going to buy into as much GameStop as they could to drive up the price. And they did. It drove the stock price up. It put all the big-time investors out of money um, until they, to where they had to buy more shares to return them to the broker, which, again, raised the price. And it was just a back-and-forth battle between Wall Street bets and big-time Wall Street investors. Um, just seeing who would give out first. Neither wanted to because you lose your money. And it drove the price all the way up to over $300 a share. Um, it was a few hundred percent gain. And no one really ended up giving out. It kind of just fizzled out a little bit. But the stock is still not where it used to be before the short squeeze. Uh, same thing happened, not same, similar thing happened with uh, AMC about a month after GameStop. And then recently, in October, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond went through a short squeeze. Not to the same extent as GameStop or AMC, but the stock price definitely rose with not much rhyme or reason behind it. Um, short squeezing, overall, I would stay away from it unless you're there very early and you hear, oh, there's going to be a short squeeze, get in. It's really risky. The price jumps up. It's not The price isn't backed by anything other than demand. Um, there's no good financials driving that price up. It's kind of just a battle between the two sides, making the price rise. Um, yeah, I... I'm not a fan of short squeezes. Some say it may be market manipulation. No one was ever charged with that, so I don't have a strong opinion on it. But I, from in my personal investments, I stayed away from the short squeezes. All right, so next I wanted to talk about options. And options trader is definitely a very niche um, section of trading. Uh, it requires a specific set of skills, but if you get it right, you really get it right. So an option... Um, it pretty much is a contract that gives to right to buy or sell a stock at an agreed price. 
So the two main options are call options and put options. A call option is a contract that gives someone the right to the right, not the obligation to buy a stock at a specific price. Um, call options do good um, when you're betting that the price will rise. So for example, say I bought a call option for shares of Apple or any stock, and let's just say any stock share is at $100 when I buy the option, and the option lasts for three months. So if any time in that three months um, the share price goes above $100, well, actually, it's called the strike price is the price that is set at. If it goes above the strike price, um, you can enact the option, and it gives you the right to buy the shares at $100, even if the share price is at 110 So you buy them right away, and then you sell them right after for a quick profit. Uh, on the other side, there's something called put options, which is pretty much the opposite. It gives you the right to sell a stock price at any price that you um, decided on earlier. Uh, so it works the same way. It's a contract, gives you the right, not the obligation, to sell at a certain price. So you'd use a put option if you're betting on the market going down. So say your strike price was, again, $100. And whatever stock it's for, a month later, it drops down to $80. Um, you can then buy the shares at $80, and with that option contract, you have the right to sell it at $100. So that's $20 profit per share immediately. Um, there is a premium that you have to pay for options. It depends on the contract, but they're not free. And something else I'd like to point out, most options go, they expire. Most of the time, you do not enact your own options. You let them expire because it's not always going to work out in your favor. Um, yeah, like I said, options, uh, many brokerages make you get not certified, but they make you read through some papers and agreements, and you have to apply to be able to trade options on their brokerage account. And after a quick break, uh, we're going to talk about the latest happenings of the market, specifically November 1st to around now, the middle of November. Alright, so let's get into what's been happening in the markets the past week or two. So I want to go start out um, early November. Uh, Tesla was really on the stage. They were hitting near all-time highs, you know, trading very high up near the $1,240 range. Um, Later that week, they really took a big hit. They dropped below 1,000 points. Uh, their market cap dropped below a trillion dollars. Um, staying in that uh, electric car sector, Lucid has been performing great. And in the past month alone, they are up 123%. That is really unbelievable. And keep in mind, the average growth for the overall market in one year is about 10%, so 123% in one month is just a little bit ridiculous, almost concerning. Um, saying in that new hype type of stock environment, NVIDIA, which I'm a strong believer in NVIDIA, I think we give them 10 years and they're going to be the biggest company in the world. There's not a doubt in my mind about that. Um, they were hitting all-time highs early November, uh, just a few weeks ago. 
and their momentum seems to be slowing a little bit, but still an incredibly strong company. Um, going back to that theme of electric cars, Rivian had their IPO, which is an initial public offering. That's right when they go public on the market. Um, it was the biggest IPO of 2021. It was over $100 billion. And keep in mind, they have $0 in sales. This company, uh, it's pretty much just an idea at this point. They have some demo models out. They have some concept models out. But they have $0 in real sales. They're all just debt and ideas, having the biggest initial public offering of 2021. Uh, does that prove maybe there's an electric car type of bubble right now? Possibly. There's a lot of hype behind it. But it definitely seems to be profitable and definitely has proved to be profitable for at least investors in the electric car stock sector. Uh, moving over, Walmart, along with a lot of other retailers, uh, Walmart reported incredibly strong earnings. Um, and if you look back just on the 16th, Walmart's stock jumped 9%, uh, which is a huge jump in one day, especially for such a big cap company like that. You don't see huge fluctuations in those companies typically. Uh, if you look at Palantir, uh, their shares have been down lately. Um, analysts predict uh, bearish in the mid and long term, possibly bullish in the short term, but I would not recommend getting into Palantir right now. And just for the overall macro market, Morgan Stanley Bank's predictions are to stay out of U.S. stocks and bonds for at least the foreseeable future and specifically early 2022. Um I'm not necessarily surprised by that. You know, coming off of a year of close to 7% inflation rates, um, part of this market gain was due to outpacing inflation. Um, lots of expansionary uh, fiscal and monetary policy going on. The Fed, however, finally started to taper, but I would do not see um, lots of gains in the early, 22, early 2022 market. Um, moving over to crypto, uh, trading for crypto shares have been down for the a uh, few days in a row. Maybe starting to form a bearish trend. I'm not really sure, but if you look at everything, the popular coin Shiba, kind of a meme coin, uh, trading way down from its highs. Bitcoin as well, uh, Ethereum also down, and. I would say Ethereum is almost different than all the other cryptos. They're the closest to a real currency. You can do a lot of things with Ethereum, which I will get into in a later episode. Uh, but overall, crypto, not looking great right now. Uh, possibly a time to buy the dip. I'm not really sure on that one, but not looking great. And uh, the big short investor, Michael Burry, Sending t um, shots at Elon Musk, saying he just wants to sell Tesla. This came shortly after Elon Musk was getting out of, qu of quite a few shares of Tesla, saying he was donating the, the profits and proceeds, but I'm not 100% on that. It seems to me like he's not running the company exceptionally well at the moment. Uh, looking over, one last thing with the metaverse. Um, it's... The metaverse is definitely a place that's going to be expanding. There's definitely a ton, a ton of money to be made there. Um, you can just look at Roblox. They're kind of the metaverse before the metaverse. They've been out for years, almost around a decade. 
Um, they kind of give the idea of this online world as a metaverse. Um, their shares are up 57% over the past month, which again is unbelievable. Um, and looking over not just Roblox, the entire metaverse, um, overall, it just I see a lot of growth in the future through Facebook renaming Meta, um, the, the popularity of NFTs growing, which also I'll talk about in a later episode. Just there's definitely money to be made in this metaverse, especially in the future. Um, something I would not recommend, but I want to bring to your attention, there is a metaverse ETF, exchange traded fund, that is traded on the NASDAQ. It's a roundhouse um, ETF. Shares right now are around $16, and they pretty much just hold everything that relates to the metaverse. You know, NVIDIA, I think they're getting into some Facebook, they might be in some Microsoft. Um, yeah, they're pretty much just an index of what's going on in the metaverse, and hopefully that proves to be profitable. I got into quite a few shares of that. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to go over for what's been happening in the markets uh, up to around now, middle of November. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a great day, and good luck with your investing ventures. Mm-hmm.